Hi, this is Rich. And this is Kyle. Welcome to episode 76 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's Blood and Chemistry by Arcane Roots. Let's get into it. Hello, Kyle. Hi, Rich. You okay? I'm very well. How are you? I am also fine. Did you um, hold back anything from me in the last episode that we just recorded? Uh, no. I th- well, we talked about James Acaster. I guess we didn't actually talk about any of those films that we know that we've both seen. True. Did you like Spider-Man? I fucking loved Spider-Man, Rich. Cool. I, it was, I mean, like you said, it's probably not spoilers anymore. There was a lady next to us, and when Garfield turned up, I was like, fucking Jess, that's fucking Garfield. Oh, my God. And this lady yeah. behind us was like, yes! And then a second later, Toby... I, I think that was Bex. Yeah. <laughs> and then a second later, Toby Maguire turned up and the lady went, what? As if like, as if he wasn't going to be As if they bring well. one and not yeah. the other. <laughs> I was like, huh? So, yeah. That's but weird. It, it was I mean, weird. it was kind of obvious because like all the bad guys turned exactly. up. So exactly, exactly. Like, well, obviously this is how it's going to play, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was cool. And I mean, more spoilers, I suppose. But Charlie Cox showing up as Daredevil made my fucking week. Goddamn, I love Charlie Cox so much. Um, so I'd never, I've never watched the, the Netflix shows, Netflix shows, okay, or anything. But I was just like, well, it's a blind lawyer. I assume it's Daredevil. <laughs> you were, you were right. So is that like, does that mean he's going to be more in the MCU? As yeah, opposed so to just in the Netflix stuff. It's basically been up in the air since Disney Plus came out, and the Netflix stuff got. You'd be like, oh god, yeah, everyone's in it. Yeah, fuck, I'll tell you everything. Uh, Iron Fist is terrible. Do not watch Iron Fist. Felicity Jones, thank you. Oh, you're awful. And then they start to talking to someone else, and you're like, oh, they're even worse. And then that person's even worse. No, it's Kieran. Kieran, god damn it. Two hours later. Yeah, I hated him, but yeah, he's great. Um, okay, should we talk about what we're here to talk about? We should, we should. I don't know why I've been delaying, because... No, I mean, you, you should be album. wanting to get to this more than anyone. Well, I should, yeah. We've talked about it. It's come up a fair few times. Certainly one of the songs has. It's like a touch point that we talk yeah. about all the time. I mean, should we, should we just put it in the playlist, like, now, yeah. straight away, that <laughs> yeah. song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> as well as all other nine tracks. Um, so, yeah, we've talked about Arcane Roots before. Episode 32, we talked about what I always thought was their debut album, but it's apparently an EP, mm-hmm. even though it's nine tracks long. Yep. Left Fire... And this is their debut. This is their debut full-length album, ten tracks. Yeah. So only one more. Yeah. Yeah, The follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. So to say that we won't do a full history, not that there's very much of a history because they were sort of very fleeting. Left Fire was their sort of first release. This came afterwards. They did a couple more albums and then they split up. Like you know, there's not not really much to say. They're not enormous. They were never enormous. It's not like this album rocketed them to Wembley Stadium or whatever. It's just they were a a little math rocky band from England that were here and gone. But um, Mm. you knew this album. Did you know this one more than Left Fire? This is this is the one I knew it I, more than Left Fire. Yeah. yeah, this is the one I played endlessly when we worked in HMV together, and sort of all the rock fans in HMV slowly like I was just like convincing <laughs> them all to listen to Arcane Roots. <laughs> just ticking us all off your Literally, list. Literally, yeah, I was. You probably doubled their fan base whilst we were there. <laughs> uh, and you, so when you saw them, were yeah. they touring for this album? 
So yeah, so when I first saw them, the, how I heard about them was they played at Reading. I went to see Red. I went to Reading hmm. in 2013. So you went to album, see Reading. Wow. I went to see Reading. Yeah, and it was a lovely place. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Reading in 2013. So this album, I guess, had come out when. Let me just get the release date for this thing. May. Yeah. So this album, they were at Reading yeah, for this album. Okay. And they were playing one morning, and I was just wandering around with nothing to do. Me and me and the people I was with, mm-hmm. we were passing the rock tent, and I heard Andrew's wail, and I was like. Mm-hmm. May as well go check that out. And I caught basically the end of what I think is You Are, and then they played Resolve, and that was the end of their set. So I literally caught like one oh. and a half songs. Okay. But I was eno- it was enough for me to be like, well, I think I'll probably go and listen to that. Mm. And then I went home and instantly bought Left Fire and Blood and Chemistry and fell in love with them and didn't listen to anything else for like a year and converted all my friends into listening to them. And yeah. if you listen to any of the songs I wrote around the time, they just sound like Arcane Root because gotcha. I just like, I just ripped them off left, right and center. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it was that. When then we saw them in Sticky Mics, I guess it would have been, it was certainly, maybe it was the Heaven and Hell EP that came after this, but yeah. it definitely wasn't the album. Heaven and Earth. Heaven, Heaven, and Earth. Earth. Heaven and Earth, sorry, yes. Yeah. But yeah, the album they did after this was completely different and it wasn't that. Oh, what was that album like? It was like synthy piano with like, no. occa- yeah, 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 with occasional riffs, mm. but it was all just like 4 4, like nowhere near as technical, oh. nowhere near as, and nothing like this basically. Wow. Yeah. How interesting. And yes. was he still screaming and crooning and everything in between? Maybe not so much screaming, still, you know, his high voice, but yeah, but lot, it was a lot softer and a lot less, yeah, a lot less technical. And I didn't really like it. No, sounds very different. Yeah. Sorry, but you were saying, what, what about you? <laughs> you? Your Arcane Roots, where were we on this? Well, I, I, I knew this album more than I knew Left Fire. I don't know, like, I feel like I probably recognised bits of most of the songs. There were some that I knew much better. Yeah. Um, because I, I guess I, I would have put them on playlists or just listened to those ones more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if I'd really ever listen to it as a full album okay. more than a couple of times maybe at that point so yep. that's i don't know five six years ago now yeah i guess even eight, longer eight years ago rich eight <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm coming up to my coming up to my eighth year in brighton oh my god yeah bloody hell it's been six years since i left brighton i know it's very sad to leave that's literally a quarter of my life i've lived it jesus christ we're so old anyway sorry enough uh, <laughs> enough complaining enough wallowing um exactly yeah uh so it's yeah it it didn't chart necessarily or i couldn't really find any sales figures for it no i did see that it it made number seven in the uk rock charts which is pretty good not bad at all paramore was number one at the time with a self-titled album yeah we never really mentioned paramore were you a paramore fan again i don't they sort of passed me by there was a time when pop punk was big in the early noughties I wasn't mm-hmm. listening to it, and I came to like Fallout oh. Boy later, oh. and, and, and I sort of never went further than Fallout Boy because I like Patrick Stump's voice so much. I was just sort of like, oh, I'll just yeah. listen to these guys. I've never explored okay. it. I've, ne- I've never listened to Panic. I, I know Brendan Urie's got an incredible voice, but I've never listened to Panic really. Mm. I've never listened to Paramore. I've never listened to like Bowling for Soup or any of those early two thousands. Okay, like I just sort of, I just sort of was listening to new metal and then metal, and I sort of yeah. s- skipped all of that. Fair enough. Did you love Paramore? Uh, yeah, I was quite big into them. I, I don't want to be that guy, but I liked them before they like became this big sensation like pop band. Yeah, I remember seeing them in like a tiny little thing in the Kerrang magazine, like just as their first album was about to be released. Right. Um. So I like listened to some demos and, and an EP, and I was like, yeah, these this is pretty cool. And then obviously, then like five years later, 
Riot comes out and Misery mm. Business and, and all those things. And people are like, oh, have you heard this new band? Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> come on, get with it. Uh... Anyway, so at the time, even though they didn't, um, they didn't chart, number one in America was Kenny Chesney, uh, country singer. Yeah. And uh, number one in the UK was Caro Emerald, who I didn't know. Sure. Um, and it was produced by Dan Austin, um, who is the bassist from Cooper Temple Claws, who are a band I never listened to, but I was sort of aware of them. Oh, okay. I've never even heard of them. And he then has also been a producer and mixer and engineer. Um, he's worked a lot with Twin Atlantic, your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> he's worked with Massive Attack, um, Pulled Apart by Horses, Umi at Six, uh, Maximo Park. He's worked with Pixies, actually. Okay. Quite a quite a mix of people uh, he also did a track for arcane roots called over and over which i don't know if this that was later than this it was the single they released between this and heaven and earth but it wasn't actually on heaven and earth oh, okay and yeah. it's a tune i really like that song actually. okay cool so he did this and then that with them i guess okay yeah and so this led to a headline tour for them i don't know if it was their first headline tour yeah um, I'm not sure. but it was like a co-headline with a band called the jcq which is the James Cleaver Quintet, who I've never heard of. That sounds like a jazz band. <laughs> yeah, it does. But they're like an experimental, hardcore, art, punk sort of band. Fuck. Uh, which is interesting. Um, yes. Again, I don't think they're together anymore. And uh, it also led to them supporting Muse and Biffy Clyro on, on separate yeah. major tours, which are two bands that you can absolutely like guarantee that they would have been playing with at some point. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. I saw that Andrew basically said when they were playing those gigs, they realized like the size of the stadiums wasn't at all how they pictured their music and, yeah. and how they, that, that wasn't their ambition and that wasn't their sort of comfort zone and that they were much happier in much smaller venues, which is really interesting looking at this album because every single chorus mm-hmm. is a stadium for such a big st- stadium yeah. <laughs> chorus. I know. And, the thought of it being more appropriate in Sticky Mics than it is in yeah. Wembley is just bonkers to me. Yeah, but, it makes no sense. I mean, when you saw them at Sticky Mics, did it feel like this music was too big for that place? I mean, yeah. Maybe because I love them so much and I was like, they should yeah. be bigger. But you're right, like, they should have been in the fucking dome. Yeah. Those choruses are made for that size room. They're not made for 150 yeah. people in a little basement. No, exactly. It's a, it's a bizarre thing. But I, I wonder if that's maybe why they couldn't really find their place and find yeah. their footing and, and eventually disbanded because I don't know that their sound is meant for something bigger than they wanted it to be, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, which is a strange, strange thing. Um, mm. So should we just get straight onto it? Maybe we should probably just get straight onto it. Do you want to do a quick personnel and a track listing? I would love to. Uh, so we've got Andrew Groves on vocals and guitar. We've got Adam Burton on vocals and bass. And we've got Daryl Atkins on drums. So that's the same lineup as it always was, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they, these three stayed through Heaven and Earth and then Daryl left. And it was a different drummer on the next album. Bastard. Okay, so the, <laughs> the track listing, we've got Energy is Never Lost, Just Redirected, Resolve, Belief, Sacred Shapes, <laughs> Helen Highwater, Kyle is uh, gesturing to certain songs here. Helen Highwater, Triptych, Slow, Second Breath, Held Like Kites, and You Keep Me Here. Yes. So I've got a little, I've got a little show and tell before we start. Okay, right. Which what is, have you got for me? It's meant, I don't know if you were able to see it, but here I have Left Fire, the album. Yes, you do. Yes. Okay. 
And we've talked about well, this. The, the EP. The EP, the EP. I'm very sorry. We've talked about this once before. In I know Chris Cornell was mentioned when, but I can't remember what the context was. But it was about someone using lyrics previously in a future thing. The, I don't know if you can see this. This is the inside sleeve to Left Fire. Can you see that? Forlorn your heart, the scratch will leave a mark. Well, that is bloody well how this song starts. It surely is. And it confused the <laughs> shit out of me the first time I read it. Because I opened this and I listened to this first. And I that, yep. line, that line never showed up on the EP. And I was like, no. why is that there? And then I put Blood and Chemistry on and I was like, what? What a... That's crazy. It is crazy, isn't it? That's mastermind type stuff. It surely is. So so the way this song starts, it starts with like soundscapes and synths and stuff, but it that never really prevails too much on the album. So is, is that a lot more where their final album went? Yes. I would say the start of this with that like swelling and then just the clean like ring, ring. It feels a bit more like okay. that. Yeah, that's that is where it went. It certainly didn't go where this then goes after he sings the what is the chorus, which is the like that. That that doesn't happen <laughs> for sure. Never happens. Okay, no. fine. I think we just got to stay straight away. I love his lyrics. I think he's so a do I. Very good songwriter. Often have no idea what he's talking about. Absolutely but... not. But the images that he conjures <laughs> yeah. are wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think he is like like Simon Neal in Biffy. I think he is the mastermind of like here's this and this is what we're doing kind of thing. So I think it is all Andrew's, you know, top to bottom. And he is, yeah, yeah he knows how to fucking put a song together. That's for sure. He certainly does. And uh, it still baffles me how he plays guitar and sings mm. what he's singing and playing what he's playing. It's, yeah. it's bonkers. Yeah. I love his guitar tone on this album as well because it's not that, like it sounds heavy, but it's not, mm. you know what I mean? It's not like gain to 10 like the the verse in no. this for instance like the dead and dun dun it's just got a weird like crunch like sort of fuzz i don't really know but it's very fuzzy but it's it is actually quite thin and you can yeah sometimes you have like a three piece it sounds like they've obviously like overdubbed everything and, and yes. layered everything to make it sound like they were like they got three guitarists but this is a three piece that sounds like a three piece mm-hmm. which is not an insult it just like it sounds realistic, I guess, is, is what I'm yeah, meaning. absolutely, which is cool. Like, I like that in a band when it sounds like they probably sound live. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or they sound like they don't need a, a fourth nameless person on yeah. stage. <laughs> yes, that. But yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I love that soft chorus that it opens with. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the whole song, I'm just waiting for that to come back in like yeah. a big soaring way, which yeah. it does eventually, which is nice. But um, yeah. It's uh, also has a big old bass slide between the between the riff and the start of the verse. Which yeah, I love. so good, isn't it? Dar- I mean, we should say Daryl and Adam. Like, considering how good Andrew is at the front, mm-hmm. those two are a fucking brilliant rhythm section behind him. Very good. Jesus Very good, Christ, yeah. da- Daryl is unbelievable on the drums, and then Adam is just like he sort of knows when to pick his moments. Like he's often following mm-hmm. Andrew, but every now and then he'll get like a little, 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 like a he's yeah. capable of it, but he doesn't he doesn't need to do it and. Oh, it's a yeah. wonderful little mix. Yeah, because it could get really messy. Oh, if yes. Andrew's all... doing a mathy thing, and then he's just going, skibbidabam, yeah. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Just like, okay, let's. Uh, this, I don't Someone know needs to on. calm down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Also, what's really interesting is that obviously, like, their time signatures are, are pretty Nuts. messy sometimes. Yes. But what I had never really thought about is that the time signatures even sort of permeate his lyrics. So there's like a. There's a three lines of screaming later on in yeah. the song, and the the order that he 
does them is he goes one, two, three, one, one, two, and then stops. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's, I don't know, it's just like, why? Why have you done that? Yes. It's like nothing can be straightforward with him. No, it really can't. I'd love to see his, like, pad of, like, writing a song out and, like, annotating. Yeah. And then we'll do this. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll repeat this word, but just that word. Yeah. And then we'll go into this thing. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's no point in me just asking you if you like these songs. I'm guessing you just like all of them, right? Yep. Top to bottom. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But yeah, there's no point. Cool. But what about you? So I'll Fine. ask you then. How do you feel about Resolve? Uh, yeah, I like Resolve. It's pretty fun. I like the sort of reverby, clean sound. I, I, I actually, I don't remember how I fell down on, on stuff, like which side of things I came down on, on Left Fire. But I think I really really like their much more mellow stuff on this album yeah then i think the mathy stuff is cool and it definitely works but there's some times where i feel like it's it's complicated for complicated mm-hmm. sake yeah whereas i think he's got such a lovely mellow voice that yes. when everything complements that then it's beautiful and and then a distorted riff has more impact mm-hmm. having followed that i guess um, so that's yeah I really like Resolve because it does that sort of thing um, so it's got this like sort of springy cascady yeah reverby thing which sort of sounds like something Mike would do in, in Spirit Box yeah like I literally like don't even understand what notes are real in, in yeah, that yeah. riff like I'd love to see that written down because I don't know what it is mm-hmm. at all but yeah it's uh, and the bass is like completely walking around because yeah, wonderful because Andrew's doing something much smaller and, and less sort of abrasive it it allows him to do that which is mm-hmm. really nice but yeah i just i just think it's it's weird that they don't feel comfortable in, in a big space i know like because, this chorus yeah. is the, again this is the first sort of full song i ever heard them play in a tent yeah. and i was like yeah holy jesus christ who are these and where have they come from and how have i not heard of them before yeah like you're absolutely right. that chorus is not that the last chorus when it has the stop in the middle of it yeah is like it's just one of my favorite bits of the whole album i will say yeah. the the bit the pre-chorus i don't know if you've ever seen him play this or why you would have but the pre-chorus no. is tapped have you ever <laughs> seen the the pre-chorus oh that bit is like i don't know what he's doing but i just remember him on stage going and being like oh fucking no he's tapping in clean is he and then he's fucking just out of nowhere like just as a part not as a show how does clean tapping ever sound exactly it's like clean delay reverby stuff and it's not again it's not showing off it's just a lovely textural part but he's obviously Mm. the only way you can play it is tapping and yeah it is good it is it's got quite a incubus feel this song as well yeah um definitely sort of in keeping with the morning view album that we we talked about Mm -hmm. it's got like a that sort of mike einziger sort of weird spacey Mm -hmm. sort of chill out mellow sort of vibe that that album had yeah i would agree which is good i like it yeah i like it Um, it sort of continues into belief as well the start of belief it does it does yeah and uh how he's playing this clean riff whilst he's singing i don't know it's nuts because it sounds so like perfect and and warm and like i don't know it's just it's very impressive yeah (laughs) yes it is yes yeah is but this so this Um, is an example this song i think is an example of his ability to we talked about it on ur i think on the on the left fire ep uh, to take you on a journey that never feels like it you know like because this starts with that clean Mm -hmm. and then it breaks into the big chorus the lord please look the other way 
Yeah. Um, I mean, even the sort of pre-chorus, the smile won't hide the shame when the distorted bass comes in, dong, dong, that sort of stuff. Yeah. You get that huge chorus, and then it comes out of it back to the da 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 da. But then you get a goddamn five-four verse, da na na na, da na da 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 da. But it, it, to me, certainly, it doesn't feel like where's what's this? Like it's it's a journey that gets yeah. there and then breaks back down and then has a big chorus and then. And then you end with the manic 5-4 outro that sort of just, just goes and goes and goes and goes. But mm-hmm. it feels like a piece of music to me. It feels like a very well-structured piece okay. of music. Do you disagree? Do you think it's idiotic? I, <laughs> I did think it's idiotic. <laughs> um, I think for the most part I would agree. Yeah. But I think a number of times on this album, songs do take you on a really nice journey and then... They do an ex- like do one thing too okay. many at the end, right? And I feel like this song, especially like yeah, like when when he's like the Lord, please look the other way section, like it's so beautiful and everything builds, and then the fact that we spend forty five seconds just going no 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 no, it just sort of like undermines the impact yeah. of the like the sort of ebbs and flows and the highs and lows of the rest of the yeah. song because it's just so like repetitive and abrasive, and I, and I like it as a like an abrasive riff, but I don't know if it needed to be for me on whether it works yeah. right at the end there. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that I will um, say that's quite a Biffy thing to do. Biffy have like a some sometimes yeah. Biffy have like a minute at the end of a song that's just like churning, and it's just like oh my god, mm. what is going on? Like so, yeah. Maybe that's an influence. Not, not a huge fan of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Are you a huge fan of the absolute madness that is Sacred Shapes? No, not really. Okay, I've gotta say, I I think I really like the. So it starts with this like really bouncy It's so syncopated that riff, like <laughs> it is. it's absolutely mental. And I, I like that riff as a chorus later on. Okay, yeah. But but as an intro, it's maybe like cause it just goes straight into it and then into this like really another strange, like sort of like bouncy odd verse as yeah. well. Uh, until it gets to that big chorus it feels slightly sort of i don't know bombastic maybe is the okay. right word for me um which most of the album doesn't but i think there's just something about this one where it's just a little bit too weird and just okay. like everything is just like like the stuff he's doing in the verse just sounds like not showing off but just like uh too unstructured for me okay sure yeah sorry so- no, well, you don't have to apologise to me. I didn't write it. I did, however, if you are remotely even remo- like vaguely aware. I did, aware however, of- write the next song. <laughs> <laughs> if you're even re- like vaguely aware of my EP, the Circle of Crows EP, mm. the title track "Everything Comes After Zero, is just me writing an uh-huh. arcane root song. If you ever is listen it to really? it, if you listen to that again anytime soon, not only does okay. it start on the same note, which is a B flat, uh, on the exact same string, on the exact same fret, <laughs> but it's it's the same thing where I was just like writing the weirdest thing I could think of. Um, okay. With like a really nice poppy chorus that comes out of nowhere, and like suddenly it's an E major. Nice. But you'll you'll hear it and you'll be like, ah, oh, yes, Kyle was ripping our Ken Roots off here, and I absolutely was. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if I've just uh, insulted you by Don't proxy. I didn't you, mean to do no, so. No, I mean you go ahead. You do not have to like the songs that I write. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> do you? How do you feel about the outro riff to this? Because I think it's sick. The down da 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 and down da da. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that is a good good riff. But again, I think like this song sort of feels like it finishes around three minutes ten yeah and then you get a two minute other thing yeah which like is a cool thing and it often is a cool bit but it just i don't know like we talked about this a lot on faith no more where it's like 
there's maybe too many ideas crammed into not yeah. enough songs. And it's not like they've got loads of songs in this album. You know, it's only 10. Mm. They maybe could have just put another couple of songs in and, and made some of these other songs a bit more concise, maybe. I don't know. All right. But what I do love is Hell in High Water. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yes, I do I do really like this song. Yeah. Um, I can't remember why now, because I can't really remember what it sounds like. It starts with a radio uh, tom beat. Doom, doom, da. Oh, doom, yeah. Doom, 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 da. Yes. And then it's the verse melody is absolutely lovely, and the lyrics are fucking brilliant. Yeah, so I guess this is what I was saying about being drawn more to the, the mm, mellower this stuff on this, yeah. on, on this album. Um, there's something kind of Tremonti-esque about that. Um, yeah. picking in the in the chord structure in that that verse, which is really nice. And then, I don't know. There's just something really interesting about clean chugging. Yeah, like <laughs> syncopated yeah. chugging, which yeah. I just don't think I've ever heard before. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Yeah. And then, like, yeah, it it this is the sort of song like this and belief and stuff are songs where they just really know exactly how to like build to that massive moment and yeah take you from here to there and then through that and then into another thing yeah i think it's it's great and then because there's a big mathy riff that eventually happens in the breakdown which i think does really work because it doesn't ever get like too clever or too intricate it but it, it sort of senses what the song is and it, it works completely coming out of the chorus and then going back into the chorus yeah. it doesn't just sort of like jump at you in a really angular way and just go <laughs> but it's like it sort of it completely works within the context of, of that piece for yeah. me yeah I would agree this is one of the ones I meant where I said there's a journey to it like yes, you get that tease of the is. chorus and then back to the tombi and then the full chorus and Yes, it doesn't feel like he's forcing anything I love it certainly um, and also what I think is really smart I don't know if it's him or if it's the producer um, but this one does have like some space at the end of the song. Yeah. And obviously I'm not usually a fan of this and, and neither are you often. Um, but I think it, it works so well here because if you went straight out of one song, straight into the triptych riff, yeah. <laughs> that would be too much, I think. So yeah. I think it, it gives you space and then triptych explodes and, it's, yeah. and, it, and it works so well. And similarly, when, when triptych ends, it has a bit of space at the end of it as well yeah um, yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll come to that as like a, we'll come to, to that calm well. down <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because I, I think you need to yeah you um, really do so do, do you want to do you want to talk about triptych for a little bit i mean i said like i said it's like a touchstone for me and you whenever we're talking about a good riff for the whole podcast i think yeah we, we now and then we'll just be like like triptych and yeah like i've been listening to this now for nine years this album mm. and i every and it still surprises me this riff i still yeah it's it's my favorite guitar riff of all time. We probably talked about this as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of mine. I just it just it's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's such it's so intricate but so cool. And the fact that he's playing it and singing that like enormous melody as well. It's not like he's just singing like one note or like you no. know he's singing really musical. Underneath is moving around him like the drums and the bass. The bass is just sort of accenting the chord. Dun 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 dun. It's like. Yeah, it's, and again, it blows my mind. Every time it starts and he does the, he does the, so now that you know, and then it kicks in. I'm just like, what mm. the fuck? It's like the first time I'm ever yeah. hearing it. It's, have you watched a video of him playing it, by the way? I meant to send you one this week. No, I haven't. So we may as well have a quick break from the podcast. Let's do it. 
Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Just madness. And I... I, I think he might... I think maybe he has more fingers than us. I think yeah. that might be what it is. <laughs> more fingers and an extra brain, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, like... It just does that to me every time I watch it. And I've, there's no one's tabbed it. I can't fucking... He's done official tab books for all their other works and not this album. The only one I want oh, him to do. The fucker. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I every time I listen to it, I still don't really understand, like, even what it is or no, how it works. No, it sounds like he's falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and I think it's, like, really... That's actually answered my question. But I was going to say to you, like you've got that bass just literally doing like the root notes every yeah. every stab. And I've always thought, surely Andrew's just doing a riff and the change in note must just be the, the bass. bass. Yeah. Mixed really well. But Andrew's like hitting that root yeah, note, he's changing, changing root it every yeah. time as well. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good stuff. It well really is. Him. So how do you feel? Because obviously you get that, you get that and then you get your huge chorus and then you get the riff again and then you get yeah. your huge chorus and then the riff never comes back, which is a goddamn tragedy. It is, but we've heard it enough. We've heard it a lot of times. We have. And it's such a it's such a long riff as well that you actually only hear it like maybe two Full times, times like yeah. fully yeah. like in each section. Yeah. And I think if it was much shorter and really showy, yeah. by the end you'd be like, okay, come on, this is... Calm down now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's actually only like a couple of times, so it's fine. Yeah. So how do you feel about the, what you know, so that sort of lasts until sort of two minutes mm. and then you just get this extended, insane math rock bridge that's just like yeah. syncopated to hell and odd time and he's screaming his fucking head off. He is. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that because like how on earth would you even begin to like try and remember that live? Like what, what are they listening to for account? Yeah. For, for those things? Yeah. Do you know? I absolutely not. Like I know that we wrote a song that had basically like oh it was actually i've just thought about it it wasn't this it was gojira it was watching gojira for the first time yeah. because they i think i told you you know the first time when i saw them they were like we wrote a part in one of our songs that was just like it was just a break of open of chugs with snare drums but it was like two three five two seven two three and it was lit all you could do is practice it for a like for an hour. Yeah. Until it was fucking drilled into your head. And that was it. That was all we could do. So I assume it's just that. I assume it's just Andrew going, well, the riff now goes, and then it goes, and they just have to be like, okay. That is a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Because it's so accented and it's so like, oh, now there's an extra beat. And now, but I mean, it's the same thing Dream Theater do, isn't it? It's the same thing where. Yeah. Every true, bar's there. It's true. obviously possible. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super impressive. It really what is. What I never really remember about this is that, like, I always put this song on just, like, a general sort of, like, everybody-friendly, like, rock playlist. Like, yeah. if I'm, like, there's, like, a road trip on a car or something, I'll be like, oh, triptych's fine for everyone. Yeah. And then you get to this and you're like, fuck, there's so much screaming in this yeah. song. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I always forget how heavy it is and for how long it is. Yes, it's sort of like, I will say, this might be, I love this song, but that, the screaming is, like, my limit, I think, in the bridge of this. Yeah. Like, like it's, ju- yeah. it's almost too much for me because it, it sort of it goes is. and goes and goes and then it breaks and then it comes back in with that, I'll never tell you again, and then it all just starts again. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's exhausting. Yeah, especially when you're like aware that like someone else might not be enjoying it. You're like, Andrew, just read the yeah. room, mate. Yeah, exactly. I put this on in the car with my dad once and we got to this yeah. point in the album and he was absolutely fine. And then the bridge of this, yeah. he was like, 
what the fuck is this? And I was like, no, I promise it stops in a minute. He goes back to singing. It's the best song ever, Dad. Yeah, listen to the riff. Forget about his vocals. <laughs> but yeah, and then it sort of ends with just this like 15 seconds of just... <laughs> yeah, which like you say, you need. Your, your ears need a rest. You definitely need it. Although, then they make a, a bad decision in my uh, in my mind of following it with slow. I, I don't think... I mean, following any song like after Triptych yeah. is difficult. <laughs> yeah. But I do not think you should follow Triptych with another riff-based song. Okay. I, you think it should be a slower one? Yeah. I, I think something like Held Like Kites would have been... I don't know. Obviously, they picked it for a, for a reason. But yeah. I feel like anything with a big riff and something mathy like that, you just need to go completely the other direction. And because we know that they do do both of those things, it just surprises me that they didn't sort of then tip you the other way for the following yeah. song I think I occasionally forget that the acoustic bit that's at the end of Slow isn't at the end of Triptych yeah <laughs> like I always think yeah like maybe that slots in there and then Slow starts yeah yeah exactly because yeah. that's got a long what is effectively another song at the yeah. end of it mm. you could maybe chuck that on the end of Triptych and yeah. then as a little palette cleanse and then Slow starts yeah yeah yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So do you not like Slow or do you just not like where it is on the album? No, I I, I think I like it. It's just... Uh, unfortunately placed. It's unfortunately placed, exactly. It, it does make me laugh, this song, when his, uh, the, the main line of the chorus is him, and I mean, obviously the title of the song is Say It Slow, and he, he sings that, and then he actually cuts himself off yeah. with the word <laughs> slow, starting the second line. Yeah. He doesn't actually ever finish the word slow. Yeah. Not enough time needs to breathe. <gasps> Get through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I hilarious. It. Also, like that that sort of second half of the song, which is well, like obviously there's the song at the end end. Yeah. But like the sort of outro to the first part of the song. Yeah. Is like mostly for the most part, it's all like quite major key. Mm-hmm. And it it just is really odd to hear it because yeah, everything so far has been like three three two weird notes. Yeah. And now we've got this like oh this is just. Just a normal big outro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Surely that's not just an E chord. What, what else yeah. are you doing in there? <laughs> nah, he's good at chord shapes, actually, Andrew. Like, he, yeah, like you say, he's nice, nice big chords, but he's really good at, like, a root note with an octave or, like, a strange, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he won't just play, like, a standard bar chord or whatever. It's cool. I tell you what yeah. I do love as well, just just apropos of nothing. Mm. The the secret shredding in the pre-chorus of this. You know when he does secret the... shredding. You know when he does, you've never fallen so hard right from the start and then at the end of the bike goes... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, of course, why not? Why not just yeah, throw that just in check there? that in there. Yeah, so yeah. good. So, yeah, so then we get another song at the end of Slow, mm-hmm. which uh, also comes back... No, so it was at the end of... Uh, oh, it was, it was Sacred Shapes, on... yeah. That's right, yes. So, yeah, so I, I really like that, that song that sort of keeps coming back. Yeah. But, again, it, it's like... If you liked it that much, make just it make song. it into yeah. a song. Like, because yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. And I don't know. I'd, I'd like to, especially the first time you hear it, you're like, "Well, this is really like this is a really nice idea, but maybe just develop it a bit more." I don't yeah. know. Like, obviously they're they're doing something with mm. it, which I didn't realize, and I guess, but I don't know. For the layman, I guess it just seems like they've got this extra idea, and they were like, mm, "Don't really know what else to do with it, mm. so we'll just tack it on." And I mean, in uh, in Left Fire, they called all these things different interludes. So I don't know why they're but, yeah. putting them within these other songs mm. on this. When, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're it's right. Cause it's not like 
it's not like like Sacred Shapes finishes and then slowly becomes that song. It literally stops and then that song mm. starts. Yeah. So it may <laughs> yeah, as well exactly. have just pieced them together and made it a track eleven. Like yeah, it's they quite could have done. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Second Breath? That it's fucking heavy as all hell. The fact that they play this whole album in, in standard is uh, a bit mental because it's so heavy. Yeah, I just sort of assumed that they weren't in standard just because of the the sounds that he gets. I yeah. just thought surely he's making normal shapes on a weird. Yeah. tuned guitar rather than weird shapes on a normal stage. No, I think he's a big proponent of the octave pedal. I remember watching him talk okay. about his setup and I think he has an octave pedal that makes it really fucking okay. chunky, but I'm pretty sure they're okay. just in standard. But yeah, I mean it's it literally just goes dat, dat, tss, and then you're in and he's screaming his head off again. Um yeah. but I love the chorus in this. It is yeah. <laughs> it is. But I love the chorus of this. The we aren't like people, you know, the bit. Oh, yeah. It's real cool. And yeah. then I love it. I've got to tip my hat to the bridge riff because it's mm. one of my favourites on the album. The down, 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 down. It's so heavy. Gotcha. Like, it Jesus is. Christ. But then you get the thing again, like the, the slow thing where it suddenly stops and becomes a big outro. Yeah. The coming up for air bit and the breathe in, you know, it yeah. just goes and goes and goes. And that, that, and that bit almost sounds like it's going to go into the you're better for me refrain from yeah, 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 the yeah. final. Like, there's one bit you were like, Oh, are they going to like tease that now yeah. just for later? But they don't. I think generally this song sort of loses me a little bit. It's quite disjointed. Yeah. Like the the first part is very razory and abrasive yeah. and I don't think like even though they do lots of different things, I don't think I feel like I'm in the right space for yeah. that kind of aggression when I'm mm-hmm. on this album. So for then for the song to just like punch you yeah. It's like, oh, well, no, I, I wasn't, I didn't want that, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, yeah, there's lots of, I mean, I, I bloody love that chorus. It's it's, it's so, so good, isn't it? Yeah. But um, I think there's better examples for me of them, like, taking you from place to place rather than just being bits, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I would not in any way say that I don't like it, but I this is my least favourite track on the record, which is obviously, gotcha. uh, like, in context. Yeah. Because I, I think like we also said that about the heaviest song on Left Fire with the uh, something about millions. Yeah, uh, million dollar. Was it million? Yeah, million dollar. Question, million millionth dollar or yeah, million dollar question. Yeah, I don't know why I'm um, looking like I've actually got the fucking album here. I can look. You've at got it there. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Million Dollar Question. Oh, it is actually called. <laughs> it is called. Yeah, track um, six. Uh, but then we get onto Held Like Kites, which is like the most mellow, lovely sort of. It's so nice. Isn't tone it? in the world. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really nice that it again. This is why it could have followed Triptych because it, it doesn't actually shift or develop too yeah. far. It's just it's just a song, which is really refreshing. <laughs> Not refreshing in 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 the, that I've been wanting it, but like it's just like oh, it doesn't have to do all these weird and wonderful and magical things. Like they can just write quite a straightforward Acoustic mellow song, song if they yeah. want to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the nice. lyrics are really nice, and I think, like, and it's cool that it's got drums as well. It's not like a full acoustic, like we need to do an acoustic yeah. song. Like it's still got the band. Yeah. But it's just like you say, yes. like a, a real change of pace, and I, uh, I, I like yeah. it very much. Like they've got this idea of their, their acoustic stuff, is actually just like mellow, clean band yeah. rather than, but I guess because their other stuff is so distorted and so, like, difficult to get your head around. Yeah. That just going clean and, and strumming rather than doing something like 
weird tapping yeah that's enough to make it feel like an acoustic song even though it's like still everything that that one was yeah almost. and then we get on to the final song which surely sa- sounds very biffy to begin with it really does that intro is so biffy mm. the da, 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 mm. da. i love that verse melody it, though the, i think the melody yeah. in this is really great even in that first line of each like round of the riff i swear i mean this is probably my brain brain playing tricks on me but i swear he has a scottish accent for like a few <laughs> words <laughs> maybe so good I hope he does I mean I've never yeah. heard it but I hope he's secretly putting it on just a, <laughs> a little nod and a wink yeah exactly it, it's quite amusing because like obviously you're going into this song knowing what the rest of the album's like mm. and knowing that this is this song lasts for 8 minutes 47 seconds yeah so you're like well this isn't just going to be a bouncy pop rock song yeah what are you what are you going to do to me here so you're sort of like waiting and like looking for clues mm. and then eventually eventually like that sort of it's almost like a disguise that first bit isn't it yeah it really is like yeah you're like no that wasn't what you were here for yeah <laughs> it's what you were here for yeah and then two weeks in a row we get a lovely like four or five minute one day like this outro to yeah the it's so long that last piece of music like it's the clean bit it, like because it's like i think it's 10 rounds of just simple mm. picking and like doesn't sort of he's he's the picking becomes more intricate but nothing else really happens yeah and i absolutely love it i love that outro it's so it's huge it's again it's not it it's, really is it's it's for an arena andrew it is yeah i know well you can't play this in a bar no that's how you end an arena rock show with this exactly yeah god as the it. sun goes down yeah madness um, and then quite amazingly this outro has an outro. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just bizarre. Because like that, that whole thing finishes and then there's still like a minute left. And you're yeah. like, well, what's going on now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then the album finishes, Kyle. Surely so, does. So come on. Lay down your, uh, your love for the album. I mean, it's entirely... like I don't know if I can genuinely quantify it. Because other than to say they sound like Biffy, who I love... Like, I don't really mm. listen to much music like this. The sort of, like, math-rocky, you know, like, hardcore, whatever. Um, yeah. So I don't really know what it is, other than other than whatever whatever they put together for this record does, does something to me. It's honestly probably in my top ten albums of all time. It's probably, okay. if I had to pick my favourite rock album of the last ten years, this would be it, you know? Like, it, well. that's how I feel about it, but... To quantify it, I, 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 I don't know. Because I, 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 it's not a, like a genre that I particularly love. And like I really like Left Fire, but I don't like it nearly as much as I love this album. Every time I listen okay. to it, it's like, it just does something to me, Rich. And that's like the most like ridiculous statement to say when on a music podcast where I'm trying to explain why other people should listen to it. No, not at all. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, we're, we're talking about something so subjective that yeah. if like it's more than enough to say that it completely like captures you. And that it just does something to you. Yeah, I can't. Qu- I genuinely don't think I can quantify what what it says to me whenever I put it on. But whatever mm. it has is fucking what I need, and I absolutely love it. I think, like you say, it's got his melodies, his lyrics, his ov- obviously the music of the whole thing is phenomenal. Like you know, they're all so good. They're on absolute tip top form. Mm. It coming together as like a ten song, hour long piece of just music is. I will never be able to explain it other than to say I absolutely love it. So it's absolutely a Hall of Famer for me. How do you feel about it? Well, I really like a lot of it. Yes. But 
I'm afraid it's not a Hall of Famer for me. That's fine. I'm sorry. Carla's left the Zoom chat. <laughs> I've left the podcast. He's left the podcast. Well, I can just say whatever I want now. Um, no, it's like, given what it is and like what it does, it's like so experimental and vast and like cinematic almost and like doing all these super impressive things. I feel like it should excite me more than it actually does. Okay. Like, the if I listen to one song at a time, and I, I regularly do, like I, I regularly listen to Triptych, I regularly listen to Resolve and Believe and things like that, and then I just go, wow, this like they're so good. But then listening to ten in a row, mm. it's almost like it, it cancels itself out by being so challenging and different every moment. It's sort of like by being so changeable, by the end being changeable feels like the norm and therefore by the last like by the end I'm like well this is quite not dull but like it it feels quite like static because it's being I'm used to it and expecting it to change so much that as soon as it doesn't or as soon as it does like I just can't be impressed anymore almost like it's almost too impressive for its own good in a way Um, and I think it just it doesn't capture me and excite me in that way that it clearly does for you yeah um even though i i recognize that it's very 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 clever and very good and that i really like lots of sections of it because there's so many changeable sections there's some that i do like more and there's some that i don't mm. like as much so, yeah yeah however i have picked three songs lay them on me on our playlist tentatively i mean we're going to get two this week so okay. we might have a little fight on our hands to see what gets on <laughs> But I've gone with Energy Is Never Lost, Just Redirected, Hell and High Water, mm-hmm. and I've obviously gone with Triptych. Okay. I mean, I could go with pretty much every song on the album, but I have also gone sure. with Energy Is Never Lost, Just Redirected. Okay. I have also gone with Hell and High Water, <laughs> and I've also gone with Triptych. Amazing. Yes. Well but I, us. But I would gladly <laughs> take Resolve as well as a quick side note. Like, it's hard to sure. choose anything, yeah. but I, I do love yeah. Resolve. Um. Okay, so we've got to have Triptych, right? Because we talk about it all the mm. time and people need to hear that. Definitely way. Triptych. I, I was up for putting Triptych on as soon as we said hello an hour ago. So we should go with Hell and High Water, right? Because as much as I love Energy is Never Lost, it's they're sort of the heavier, whereas Hell and High Water has the clean stuff that isn't in either of those other two tracks. Yes, I think so. I think Hell and High Water and Triptych is just this magical 12 minutes in the middle of the album. Sure. And it's just an excellent double header. I'm happy with that. But I would say go and listen to the whole Wonderful. record because I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and definitely go listen to Triptych if, if you haven't been if, intrigued uh, yeah. by our Especially talk. Especially if so you're far. a guitar player, Jesus Christ. Yes, exactly. It's a marvel. Exactly. Um, time to pick an album. Cool, okay. It's time to pick an album. How Ooh. exciting. Um, what have I got? I've got the random number generator. You surely do. Yes. Cool. Okay, you ready? Yep. 61. Well, well, well. Mm. It's a little band called Iron Maiden and an album called Number of the Beast. Oh, yes. Hello. Wow. I don't even necessarily know this album. I just, uh, we finally reached Iron Maiden. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did as a human. Like, I barely listened to them. Yeah. Like, we we only sort of recently put them on the spreadsheet because we were like, yeah. neither, like, obviously they're one of the most famous and long-lasting British metal bands that there is and, and neither of us have really delved too far into them I guess no and looking at the album I only know Run to the Hills I don't know any of these other songs you, you must know the song 
number of the beast. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I know that I know the trooper, and I know Run to the Hills, and I know Can I Play with Madness, and that might be the extent of my Iron Maiden knowledge. Wow. Okay. And maybe I will when I play it, but we'll find out. Lovely. Okay, well, where can people find us in the meantime, Kyle? We're on Twitter and Instagram at Chew the Metal. You can email us, chewthemetal at gmail.com if you want to get in touch for suggestions, to be on the show, to disagree, agree, whatever you like, really, just say hi. Uh, also, if you could nip onto Apple Podcasts, that's the, it's not the only, but it's one of the places where you can leave a written review and, and a sort of you know star rating for a podcast. Spotify, I've now started doing star ratings, so if you're listening to this on Spotify or when you're on Spotify, you don't mind nipping over to our page, there's a little star rating at the top if you could give us a little rating. That would be wonderful yes it would uh so we're going to go listen to number of the beast by iron maiden for a week oh that that has been blood and chemistry by arcane roots go check that out and uh, we shall see you in a week for iron maiden thank you bye now so am i I shouldn't have clapped, fuck. Uh, you shouldn't have clapped. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> Clap now.